I'm Kellen. It rhymes with melon, and you're listening to the Kellen It Podcast. Hello and happy November. Can you believe that there are only two months left of 2020? I mean, thank gosh, because this year obviously hasn't been the greatest year, but I don't know. I'm kind of shocked by that. I feel like I didn't really do a whole lot this year, but it still went by so fast, like faster than usual. I feel like, I don't know. I might be the only one who feels that way. Let me know if you agree or not. So this episode is going to be a little bit shorter just because I feel kind of weird releasing a full episode based off everything going on this week. So it's going to kick off with a quick life update. You might've seen it, but my septoplasty slash rhinoplasty slash all the other things that I got done is complete. And this Thursday will be exactly two weeks since my surgery date. And I will say the recovery period was not as bad as I was expecting it to be. Like I had read online and watched a bunch of YouTube vlogs And a lot of people said that like they could not eat during that week afterwards, like their teeth were sensitive or they couldn't open their mouths all the way, or they just were nauseous and didn't have an appetite. So that's kind of what I was expecting. So I stockpiled on applesauce and jello and pudding, and I ended up like not eating any of it because my appetite was normal. I could open my mouth fine. And I, I don't know, my teeth weren't sensitive. Like everything was pretty normal for me, luckily. So now I just have a bunch of jello and pudding and applesauce that me and Jake are trying to eat, but I think we're kind of sick of it at this point. (laughs) Um, So there wasn't any pain, which was amazing. I mean, you do take pain meds, but after like the third day, I didn't even need them and I wasn't in pain. And I guess it was just a little stuffy, like a little uncomfortable. Like I kind of felt like I had a cold, but I couldn't blow my nose. So it was kind of like an annoying stuffy feeling. But outside of that, it wasn't awful. I think another bad part about it is you have to keep your head elevated to avoid swelling. Took a nap once and it was like for two hours and I had decided to lay down and I elevated with like three pillows. But I, when I woke up from that nap, I was so swollen and bruised. So I decided from that point on, I was just going to sleep sitting up. So that's not very comfortable. So I would prop up against a bunch of pillows. And I had like one of those airport, like travel pillows that you put around your neck. And that's how I slept for one week. So I didn't sleep very well to say the least, (laughs) but luckily I took the week off work. So it wasn't a big deal because I would just snap throughout the day and it turned out fine. So that was pretty exciting. I mean, it's over now. If you looked at me, you probably wouldn't even know that I got anything done because the bruising's all gone and I don't have a cast on my nose anymore. However, I know I got something done because my nose is so sensitive. It hurts so bad. I accidentally like bubbed like my fingers against my nose. I don't, I didn't realize how much you accidentally touch your nose throughout the day until I got this done because I bumped my hand into my nose and it hurt so bad for like two hours. So trying to be careful and not touch my nose for the next few weeks. I'll say like towards day six, I got super lethargic and I was just lazy. I feel like if you go a week without doing anything, your body just gets really 
lethargic and tired and exhausted and you don't really have any energy. So I was so excited on day seven to finally shower and get the cast off. And it was amazing, you guys. Like he took all the packing out of my nose and he took this little vacuum and like vacuumed up all the blood and mucus. Sorry, I know that's kind of gross. That was in there. And then he asked me to like breathe through my nose. And oh my God, it was amazing. Like I had never been able to breathe through my nose that way before. And I don't know, it felt like I was getting just as much air as I get when I breathe through my mouth which was weird. I didn't know that was possible. Um, so now it's just amazing. I like, I sleep every night, just breathing through my nose and it's incredible. It's really the little things guys. And then also I think the more exciting part was the reveal, like taking off the cast just because it's my face. And I had so many nightmares that it was going to be awful or uh, that I wouldn't like it. So there was a lot of anticipation leading up to it. So when he took it off, I was just like so happy that I loved it. Like I love my nose, guys. And I will say like, it's not that different. Like I had some people message me being like, wait, did you change the shape of it? Or did you just get like the septoplasty? And I was like, eh, it's just a little bit different. So basically I wanted something that looked very natural. I didn't want to look like I got a nose job. I did not want that like tiny button nose that's like turned up that a lot of celebrities or people get. I mean, there's literally nothing wrong with that at all. I just didn't want that. And I wanted something that looked good on my face structure. Um, leading up to surgery, I sat down with my surgeon and we kind of tried a bunch of different nose shapes on me. And I just did not like the tiny little button nose, like with the rest of my face, like my cheekbones and my chin and everything else. It just did not look good on me. So I really just wanted something that was like the same thing as what I had, just no bump. So basically just a straight nose. And that's what we did. And I love it. I think it's so cute. (laughs) I will say we weren't planning on touching the tip of my nose at all. But he said that once he was in there and he like opened everything up, he said my cartilage and the tip of my nose was like super twisted. And he said that if he just left it as is, it would have most likely created issues later on. Like the cartilage would have, I don't know, it would have changed the shape of my nose, he said. So he had to like fix the cartilage that was on the tip, which is something that we wouldn't have known had he not looked inside the nose. But I still think the tip of the nose is cute. I think everything is cute. I love it. I'm so happy. It looks very natural. So I did it. I'm just so proud of myself for doing it and like having the courage to get it done. And I did vlog the entire recovery process. Like every day I did a check-in and just kind of talked about what I was going through. And I am going to make a YouTube video with all of those videos. I'm just waiting for my follow-up appointment that's in like a week or two. And then I also just want to wait for the swelling to go down. And I also wrote a blog post, again, like recapping each day. So I'm going to post those probably sometime in like December, I think, if you're someone who's interested, which I was kind of surprised at how many people were DMing me asking questions about like who my surgeon was, like if I would recommend him and just like random questions that they had about it. So if you have any questions, if it's something that you were thinking about getting, do not hesitate to reach out to me. It's a very judge-free zone. I would love to help you if you have any questions at all. And another life update that I am very, very excited about is that Jake and I are moving. Yay. Well, okay. So we're staying in New York City, so it's not a crazy move. (laughs) And we're planning on staying in the Upper East Side because we love it up here. We just want to move apartments before our lease ends. It ends December 31st. And we just need a little bit bigger space. We've been in our current apartment for, it'll be two years. 
and we've just outgrown it. It's like a studio size. And now that we're working from home full time and living here, just a little too small. Also, like with my job promotion and Jake's new job, we also have a bigger budget to put towards the apartment. So it just makes sense. And also apartment prices are dropping in New York City. So we definitely want to take advantage of it. So we just told our current management that we are planning on moving. And yeah, we're going to begin the apartment hunt process. And if you live in New York City, you know how crazy it is. It's so much. It moves so fast. So they recommend that you start like you start the process two to four weeks out. So that's not much time at all. Two to four weeks is like not a lot of time to go and look at all these apartments. So we're planning on moving sometime between December 1st and through like December 30th, just so everything is out of here by the time the lease ends. And we're really hoping for earlier in December, just because we're going to fly home for the holidays, like for Christmas, like mid to end of December. So we'd like to get everything like moved out before then, just because we don't know what's going to happen with all the quarantine rules and traveling guidelines at that point. And obviously it'd be hard to move if we have to quarantine for two weeks or whatever the new situation is. So we're going to start the apartment process now because it is four weeks out from December 1st. And yeah, I mean, I will say it's been kind of hard already just because all the apartments that are listed are available for immediate move-in, whereas we're not trying to move in for another month at least, maybe even longer than that. So these buildings are really looking for tenants to move in now. So it's kind of hard to get a place, but we're going to start looking anyways. And if we find it, we find it. The thing is with in New York City, like if you do find an apartment you like, you just have to put in your application that same day because with there being so many people here, it just moves so fast. And you don't want to like wait a day or two to find out that someone else already got it. Like that's how fast it moves. I think I'll do a separate podcast episode just talking all things New York City, apartment hunting and moving. So stay tuned for that if that's something you're interested in. If you're ever thinking about moving to New York City because the apartment process here is way more intense than even what I'm explaining right now. There's so many details that go into it that make it very, very annoying. (laughs) And I'll also kind of reveal what our current rent is and as well as like what our budget is for the new apartment, because I know a lot of people want to know like what the rent costs in New York City because it's so absurd. So to keep things spicy in that episode, I'll reveal what we've been paying for the last two years and what our new budget is. Enough about my life. In more important news, this week is the presidential election, if you live in the U.S. And I know that this week is going to be very intense for pretty much everyone. I really don't know what to expect either way, but I'm definitely feeling anxious about it. And honestly, I didn't really want to have a podcast episode this week just because talking about a random topic just feels off to me. I don't know. I just didn't really want to talk about like New York City life or fashion when all of this is going on. So I'm sorry if you were looking for a podcast episode to escape from it all, but I just couldn't this week. So I'm just going to quickly give some thoughts and then we'll be wrapping up. So if you follow me on Instagram, you probably know my general thoughts on this election. I haven't been afraid to post my thoughts on the Black Lives Matter movement or just broad political stances. And a little bit about me is I grew up in Illinois in a family of Democrats. And then I went to college in a very Republican state, which is Indiana. And while in college, I had a lot of my viewpoints challenged by friends and peers. 
And I took the time to understand both sides because I'd never really been exposed to the Republican viewpoint until college. And a lot of my friends from college have different viewpoints from me, and that's okay. But after four years of living in Indiana, I still fall on the left side of things. Um, I do think it's important to try and understand the other side, whichever side you're on. And I mean, genuinely try to understand, like take the time to hear people out who have differing viewpoints and try to understand why they think that way. And just put yourself in their shoes for a minute. I think right now a lot of people are divided because we are unwilling to understand others. And as humans, we just assume that we're right and we can't understand why someone would think the way that they do. And that might be true. We may never understand why others think the way that they do because we all grow up with differing values and differing beliefs and very different situations. But I still think it's important to be respectful of each other. And right now there's a lot of hate from both sides that I'm seeing on my social media feeds. And it makes me really sad and really overwhelmed. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels that way. When it comes to politics, I'm very okay with people having differing opinions than me. We can't only surround ourselves with people who agree with us on everything because how will we learn and grow and understand the world? I think it's good to travel to a new state and learn what people there think compared to like what your hometown thinks. And I don't know. I just think it's important to get viewpoints from everyone across the world because that just makes us more educated. But with that said, there are certain issues that I have a harder time accepting if someone disagrees, if that makes sense. Like if someone wants to push their beliefs onto others or control others, I don't really agree with that in certain cases. Like I personally think that you can believe in whatever religion you want, but you cannot tell another person what they can and cannot do. And I think this goes for religion, sexuality, race, gender identification, women's rights, careers, really anything in life. So I'm not afraid to talk about this on the podcast because people already know where I stand on things, especially because I've been posting about it on social media for several months now. And if someone wanted to unfollow me for my beliefs, they already did, or they're going to this week after listening to this podcast. And trust me, I've seen lots of college friends, quote unquote friends from Indiana unfollow me over the last few months when I would post about Black Lives Matter movement or just my thoughts on politics. And if you feel offended that I don't 100% agree with you, that's okay. If unfollowing me makes you feel better, do it. (laughs) I'm not here to stay quiet though, like a lot of other influencers on social media. The number of followers I have does not determine my worth. And I would choose to stay authentic to myself over staying quiet because I'm scared of losing followers or whatever it is. Like, I mean, celebrities have been posting their beliefs and they have way more to lose than any of us do. So I kind of laugh to myself when someone mentions that they don't want to post things because they don't want to lose followers because, I mean, who are we to think that we're so important? I don't know. I just think that a lot of issues on the ballot are too important to stay silent about. And I have a voice and I have a platform, so I'm going to use it. So overall, my thoughts on things are to let everyone live their lives freely because so many of these issues really do not affect others. And I'm going to explain kind of what I mean by that. So I am pro-choice 
because I believe that a woman should be able to choose what she does to her body. Her decision is not going to affect a random person who lives in a different state than her. So why should that random person even care what she does? They don't even know who she is. They don't even know she exists. And I believe that people should marry whoever they want. Because again, it doesn't affect anyone else outside of those two and their love for each other. I have a family member who is gay. So why would I vote against him to live his life? And I believe that a transgender person deserves equal rights and healthcare. I believe that the color of someone's skin should not be a reason that they get killed or discriminated against. I believe that everyone should have access to healthcare, especially if they have pre-existing conditions. I believe that people should be able to come to our country for safety and to chase their dreams and create a better life for themselves and their family. My dad came to the U.S. from Canada, but most people don't know that because he's white and he doesn't have an accent. But I see how people treat him versus how they treat someone who has legally immigrated from Mexico. I believe that climate change is real. And I believe in science. Heck, I even went to college to study biology. (laughs) I believe in what scientists and doctors say. And I believe that what they're saying is very valid and that we should listen to them. So these reasons are just a few of the reasons why I vote blue. And there's many more reasons, but I'm trying to keep this podcast short and light, so we're not going to get into it. (laughs) But again, if these beliefs trigger you to the point where you can't follow me anymore, that's okay. Thank you for hearing me out anyways. Although I don't know why people put so much of their own time and energy into caring or controlling what another person does with their life or their body. Just focus on yourself. And I guarantee that you'll be a much happier and fulfilled person. With all of that said, happy election week and happy November. If you have not voted yet, please go in person tomorrow on Tuesday and make sure that your voice is counted this year. Jake and I are going first thing when the polls open Tuesday morning before work. And remember that If this election is making you anxious, which I think it is for most of us, take breaks. Put your phone on airplane mode and go for a walk outside, watch a Netflix show or put on your favorite rom-com or classic movie. Do anything that makes you happy, like bake your favorite dessert. Just find things that make you happy and basically kind of distract yourself if that's what you need to do. If you need to go to bed on election night at 9 p.m. and turn your phone off, do it. You don't need to stay up until midnight or like 3 a.m. reading Twitter or watching the news. Try not to fight with people this week. I think we all really need to focus on our mental health and our physical health this week. And I think we're all going to get through it. So thank you for listening this week. I know it's a kind of short episode, but that's really all I wanted to say this week. So as always, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.